Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence Strong Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lima, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 176 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my very special guest today is Natalie, founder of Happy Healthy Women. And we talk about taking messy action, really in pursuit of your dreams. And Natalie's big mission is to bring health and wellness into business so women can have health and happiness while being successful, which is such an important message. Natalie shares about her business experiences and previous challenges and how 10 years into her current business that she feels 10 years younger, which is quite interesting. And a very important message that she shares is how to really feel happy and content in the now, taking the next step, baby steps, if you are in the middle of a lot of struggle or challenges in your life. I think this is such a valid, beautiful perspective that can really help you keep the momentum going as you navigate challenging situations. We talked a lot about confidence and how by acting on our heart's desires, confidence kind of comes even more so to the forefront. It is a nice way to use action as means to really tap into this beautiful, deep, authentic version of you that exists inside our hearts. So let me properly introduce it to Natalie. Natalie has one mission, to help women everywhere step into their greatest happiness, health, and success. She's the founder and CEO of Happy Healthy Women, a global community of wellness-minded women in business. With over 20 years of experience as an entrepreneur, she's also the creator of the Beautiful Business Program, where she coaches women to move from solopreneur to CEO. Here is Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Welcome to the show. It is such a pleasure having you here today. Welcome. Oh, hi, Juliana. Thank you so much for asking me to be a part of this. I'm so excited. Yes, it is my pleasure. And I like to start the conversation with all our guests by getting your take on what confidence means to you. Oh my gosh, this is such a loaded question. You must have so many good answers from so many people. Um, Okay, so confidence. Confidence to me, confidence really is a muscle. You know, I I believe it to be something that we grow over time. Uh, It's so interesting. Like I, I... put this out there with our community this morning uh, in our authentically connecting events that we do. Um, and we always have a conversation today. I talked about confidence because I was coming on here today. Oh, I knew nice. you asking me about it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's so interesting. Some women believe that we are just born with it. And then over time, it gets shot down. Uh, and then some mm-hmm. women believe that we're not born with it. And over time, it gets um, you know, we grow in our confidence. So I think that I'm sort of more in the in the space of, I don't think we're actually born with confidence. I think we're born with the ability to do 
things. You know, I think we're born with the ability. I think we're born with, you know, strength and, and we're born with the ability to grow that strength. And then we do things. Um, and then as a result, we grow that confidence the more we do things. So I really do believe that confidence is a muscle that, that we grow and we strengthen um, as we do the things that are aligned with our heart's desires, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. And something I'll add briefly, because I contemplated this some time ago that before I moved to Canada, lived in Brazil for the first two decades of my life. And because I would say it was a fairly competitive from a professional standpoint culture, but also uh, a little dangerous, right? In the sense of like physical safety. And I don't recall contemplating or struggling with confidence back then, because I think my mind was so preoccupied with other things. And as mm -hmm. I moved to Canada and I had maybe more safety and more personal safety and more space, that's when the topic kind of like came to light. And I thought that's so interesting. And somebody said to me that, as I went from like that, you know, alertness and my doing was surviving and now my doing is more personal development and how, you know, I express myself in the world, then I started to get more preoccupied <laughs> with that. So yeah. I wonder if there's a take, uh, an aspect of that as well, right, in terms of in North America as having a slightly safer, you know, uh, lifestyle as well. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, you know, of course, like social media, when you're when you're with a group of entrepreneurs, social media is going to come up, right? And yeah. and that just that alone, I think is is a is a realm where we really have to protect our confidence sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. And we and we really have to, um, yeah, like like understand that it can be shot down at any moment if we let it, right? And and so and yeah. I think I think there is a difference in culture for sure, right? I, yeah. I even like even looking at just the way that. Um, like women's beauty is looked at in Brazil as compared yes. to in North America, right? There's so yes. many differences and that's probably a whole uh, episode on yes. its own, but um, I do think there are many cultural differences that, uh, that come into play for sure. Absolutely. And talking about, let's, let's just like briefly go into the social media angle you mentioned. So in the putting in practice, what you just said in terms of experiencing confidence through the act of doing the things that, you know, gets her heart on fire. How would somebody do that? And I, I'm asking this question, I'll give you the right frame. So from conversations with other women, like business professionals, which I know is a, part, a huge part of your community as well. Um, it was interesting recently because a lot of people are saying the same things that they wanted to put themselves out there more and video and all those things, but there's that voice inside of us, right? Um, social media specifically. So how would somebody start to really overcome those barriers or even understanding what are my barriers or putting myself out there doing the thing that we want to do while struggling with confidence how would you kind of go about that yeah i, I mean i'm a big believer in just ripping off the band-aid and taking messy <laughs> action and doing it you know because it's yeah. so like we can do i think and i think a lot of women in business get stuck in this trap of well i need some more training you know i need i need yeah. um to take another course i need and not that i'm against training and courses and learning and education i think that's fantastic but i think sometimes we we have all of it inside of us and we just have to do it so yeah. you know stepping into putting our face on camera and and just you know like I, I remember the first time that I was going live on social media and or doing um, you know, different different videos and putting them up. I I would film them like 
seven times. And then I would take <laughs> nice. the last one and I would put it up. So I, I feel like we just need to do that, you know, get ourselves comfortable with actually being on camera and then, and then put it up or just rip off the mandate and go live and just do it. Messy action. There's something to really yeah. be said about that building our confidence and, and building our skills and our knowledge. It's very true. And I even look at myself like I used to, for some reason, not be able to listen to myself, record it or video or voice for so long, especially through like my master's that we had some project that we had to sort of like rewatch our own presentations and grade ourselves. And it was so hard for me. And I was surprised because I'm comfortable with the speaking part, but I wasn't with the reflecting back part. Yeah. And to look at now, I listen to my own show on purpose because sometimes I want to remind myself <laughs> of some of the things and, and it's so natural now, but it was so difficult before. So like you said, like with repetition, right? We start to get more accustomed to it and it becomes a little bit easier with every step. But I love what you said about the messy action. I think so many people spend years taking a step that technically it's like 10 minutes, right? Yeah. But there's so much anticipation beforehand. So tell us a little bit about your story in terms of, you know, I know you have a long career as an entrepreneur and you've built such a wonderful international community. And I think women crave community nowadays, especially the combo of the health field with the business entrepreneurial field. So let's start a little bit of a story of what led you to where you are today. Okay. Um, yeah, I, oh, it, it goes so back, it goes so far back. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, give you the abbreviated version here okay. <laughs> um, and, and say that. So I've been an entrepreneur really my, my whole life. It's just been in me. My family were all, are all entrepreneurs still. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was just brought up in this lifestyle of working really hard, blood, sweat, tears, um, you know, just making it happen for yourself really. Right. And so um I, I went off and I did my own thing. I went to university. I, you know, I, I went into um, theater and studied theater oh, wow. and mm -hmm. I became an actress. Yeah. Here in Toronto, um, did second city improv, all these things. And, and all through that, I found myself, um, you know, built like wanting, being very attracted to the business side of it, right. Building my own theater company in, in the acting world. Um, and then, you know, later on, uh, I got a great job doing group sales for, uh, one of the big theater companies down in Toronto. So I learned about sales and it just, it excited me to be, um, you know, in that realm, but also be really like, in control of the the business side of things and and be able to um you know steer the ship when it comes to making money for yourself and building building your business. So yeah. um I I said I would give you the abbreviated version and this <laughs> is not it, but um <laughs> I will get there. So uh after uh sort of I, I felt like leaving that industry, the industry itself wasn't the most positive um for me at that time. And so I ended up, you know, really tuning into what I wanted. I opened up a retail shop, um, which was the business world that I grew up in and uh, in this very trendy part of Toronto. And it was everything I had dreamed of. I loved it so much. Um, and, you know, what I did was everything wrong in that business. And <laughs> um, within about four years, it like crashed and burned to the ground. It was, it was a, it was a spectacular failure, um, <laughs> which I now look back on and think, oh my gosh, thank God I, I did it you know, in my late twenties, uh, and, you know, didn't have a ton of responsibility other than keeping myself alive. Right. And, <laughs> and I was able to do that through the, through it all. But, um, you know, the biggest things that came from that were, well, first of all, I hit a big rock bottom 
And I was very depressed after that. I was, I, you know, was not not confident, talk about confidence, like all of it was gone um, in terms of, you know, having my own business and living my own life that I wanted for so long. Um, But what I started to do was I started to step into, okay, what's going to make me happy today? Because I'm not in a good spot in my life, but I can decide what I do today. So I'm going to walk to the corner and get a latte. Um, What's going to make me happy now? Okay, well, maybe I'll go on the treadmill, you know, or go for a swim in in the pool in our condo and, and just be with myself for a moment, right? So, so I started to just like do things for me. And then that led me to, wow, okay, I'm much better when I feel happy, when I feel healthy. I feel like I can be more successful when I am this way versus the way that I was in my retail shop working 24 seven. So that's when I started to say, okay, you know what? I want to build a group of women who believe that happiness, health, and success are one full circle. I am done with giving my entire life to a business. I want to, I want to live my life and have a successful business. So that's, that's how it all began, um, over 10 years ago now. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for the contacts. It's super helpful. And I think too, the mission is, I'd say very timely because we see so many women, like at least I see a lot of women leave the nine to five, the corporate life, kind of like my story as well, in terms of pursuing that fulfillment. And then they build a business that's basically a nine to five, but it's more like seven to midnight that doesn't really give them that healthy lifestyle, right? So it's kind of interesting that we build a business, then we try to fit the life as opposed to build a business around the lifestyle and really bring that joy and wellness, especially I think if we have, like I had seven years in corporate, so we become really conditioned, right? To, you know, the schedule and the structure and what feels like success. And so there's so much deconditioning, I think that we have to do in terms of really marrying the two worlds, right? Of, you know, being a healthy woman, entrepreneur rather than either or. Uh, So I I really love that combination. And you mentioned to me before recording another time that we spoke that you had a bit of a health transformation as well. So are you able to share how your health transformation kind of play a role in what you do today in the community that you built? Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, when I, when I had that business, that retail shop, so I wasn't any of those things. I wasn't happy. I wasn't healthy. I mean, I had, I had these four pretty walls, but that was about it. Right. I was struggling so much inside and I made a, I made it, you know, a priority to say, okay, I'm going to put my wellness first. And it was really challenging to do that. Right. And I was just starting to get into the world of of health and wellness. I didn't really know much. I knew I started to find out that, you know, what we put on our bodies gets absorbed into our bloodstream. I started to um, understand food and nutrition and how that worked. Um, And so, so yeah, I came from not caring at all about my health and wellness, probably drinking way too much, right? And using that as a, as a vice for my stress. Um, And, and then coming into this world of, learning more about health and wellness from all these different practitioners and leaders. And um, so, so yeah, I, I transformed my entire life in that way. I think I like, and it's just in terms of, you know, how I feel and how I think I look like, I, I feel like I'm 10 years younger than how I was 10 years ago. Like just in, in, you know, taking care of myself and my health and my wellness. So yeah. Um, so I, I've come to this place where like I'm a now a, a plant-based eater um, and, you know, everything we do in Happy Healthy Women is also plant-based because I just f- so fully believe in that. 
Um, I take care of myself first. You know, my, I hired a new part-timer and she was like, so what time do you start work? And I said, uh, around one o'clock in the afternoon. And she's like, so what do you do in the mornings? And I was like, I work out. I, I, I drink celery juice. Like I take care of my wellness. I do all these things for me. And then, then I work, you know? And, um, and so anyway, she's like, can I come to work a little bit earlier? I was like, sure, you do you. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, I'm at this place where my wellness it comes first and the older I get, I feel like it takes more and more of a priority because I want to, I want to feel happy and vibrant and healthy all the time, all the time. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by the Weight Release Shift, a program that I am so excited to share with you. And actually more than a program, this is a partnership in which I join forces with you to take you on this incredible journey, which is Weight Release. Together, we will explore all the necessary mind shifts to get you to places you've never been before, as well as learn what is going on with your hormones, especially as you transition into later phases of being a woman. All of that combined with tasty, healthy, super easy to make foods and recipes to help you balance hormones, eat for your needs, and release excess weight in the process. If you're curious or ready to learn more and join me and all these other wonderful women on this journey, I encourage you to apply at the link below. To learn more, visit naturallyjoyous.ca slash release. And I look forward to chatting with you and getting to know you better. Absolutely. And I think all the times the roadblock that I see women experience is that we all have 24 hours in a day, right? So yeah. the time constraint is a big piece. And I think it's like trying to add the wellness on top of a very chaotic lifestyle may not be sustainable or possible for anyone. Like there's going to be some shedding, right? Of other habits or over committing over time. So how would you go from your experience, somebody that, like you said before, had the store working like crazy hours at that time, maybe wasn't the right time, but what was the process for you to actually make the time for your personal wellness and shed some of the excessive things you were doing that just didn't, you know, resonate anymore with this new lifestyle that you have? Like, how could somebody start the reorganizing of their priorities as well? Yeah. Oh, I'm afraid people aren't going to like my answer, but um, <laughs> really, you know, for okay, for me, the way that it looked was because I hit rock bottom, um, there was really nothing else to shed. You know what I mean? Like I had yeah. shed, I I had already shed it in, in everything, just crashing and burning and coming to a halt. Like, right. you know, I, I was, I was really in a tough place. I was in a, an inch away from bankruptcy. I was, um, you know, I had, I had been let out of a lease, um, you know, which I, I had then owed my landlord all this money, you know, I, and I was, I was just, like mentally and emotionally and physically just distraught in every way. So there was nothing really that I had to shed at that moment. What I had to shed uh, or what I had to do was start to add in the good things. Right. And so, yeah. so I think, I think for people who, you know, are, are finding trouble fitting things in, maybe it's about shedding, you know, the stuff that's not, that's not serving you, but maybe it's also just saying, okay, stop blank slate. 
what do I do from here? You don't have to hit a rock bottom. I hope you don't, but you know, (laughs) it's, it's amazing what comes from it when you do, right. You have now the choice to say, okay, there's nowhere to go, but up. So I'm going to start adding in the things that actually make me happy and designing, actually designing my life. Well, what does that look like? Well, that looks like not waiting until seven o'clock for me anyway, to take care of my body and work out, right. Doing it in the morning, like Mm -hmm. taking care of myself first and then attending to everything else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, that a lot of times in business, we kind of think of, you know, delegating, prioritizing, you know, all those things, but in our personal lives, it's almost like there's a shift that we think we have to do it all by ourselves. Right. And for me, a lot of my personal shedding has been on, you know, yes, some big shifting lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, near rock bottom from a health perspective, but I caught it just in time before I got, you know, there. Um, but I think it was very much this mentality of actually delegating things in the personal sense of things that I want a beautiful house, but I can't see myself doing chores, for example, which I also mm-hmm. know is not a very popular answer for a lot of women. Yeah. It's such a conditioning, but, you know, and, and delegating things like that from an early stage so that I can actually spend my time on things that fulfill me. So I'm a healthier person in general to show up for you know, my work and my family and things like that. So I think it's such an important conversation because we just think of adding more and more and more. And I think even on a wellness world, we, you know, some people have a huge to-do list or things to do, but mm-hmm. if you're still putting that on top of a 17, you know, day, like there's not enough time even for the healthy parts, right? So I kind of mm-hmm. like that conversation of shifting some things around and building yeah. life around it. Yeah. 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 And I think there's also something to be said about raising your standards at every level. You know, um, I think like, yeah. And so I, I often say it like this, start, if if you have trouble raising your standards for yourself, start at the smallest thing possible. Right. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. an example of that is if you put on a sock in the morning and it's got a small little hole in it, <laughs> take that sock off and throw it in the garbage. <laughs> right. And put on a fresh pair and get yourself a new pair of socks. Right. Like this. And it's something so tiny. Right. You could walk over to yeah. the dollar store if you want to and get those socks. But it, it's just about having a standard for yourself that you do not wear socks with holes. Or if you see a chipped plate in your, in your cupboard, you know, like take that out, put in the recycling bin and, and just like start to upgrade slowly the Mm -hmm. tiny, tiny things in your life, because that gives you, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm worth socks without holes. I am worth, (laughs) I am worth like plates without chips. I, yeah. And, and then slowly, but surely you're finding yourself like, hiring someone to clean your house and, you know, hiring an assistant and, you know, you're making more money all of a sudden because your standards are higher. Right. So I think there's really something to be said about doing that slowly and, and starting small. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a fantastic recommendation. And I think we just like a lot of times take it for granted, like for a lot of women, I think there's a lot of areas that we can up level our standards and we've been able to for a while, but just never thought about it or mm-hmm. prioritize someone else, you know, buy socks for someone else in the family other than ourselves. So I think it's such a beautiful intention to have and, you know, looking at all those areas of life, right? And seeing how can I start raising everything and eventually we get comfortable with this new level, right? 
uh, like I think most humans are very adaptable yeah. <laughs> creatures and then we do it again and again. So I think that's beautiful. Um, I was last night at one of the, the mastermind events uh, from the he Happy Healthy Women. And one of the things we're talking about is that we, as we were climbing the mountain of, you know, metaphorical mountain, there's less and less oxygen, right? And then we have to adjust our lungs to the altitude and there's yeah. less and less people as well. So I think I see the upgrade in that sense as well like in all areas of life that it's a little uncomfortable when we take the first few steps up the mountain, but then we get used to it and just like making that a practice. I think it's like a beautiful thing. So yes, I love the suck analogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes. So let's go back to the community building. So when you decided that you wanted to build this community and bring women together, what were the steps or how did it actually come about? Uh, so yeah, so the first thought, okay, well, actually, I'm going to tell you about this. So um, I had a, a really profound experience that I didn't even uh, fully understand at the time. Um, but I, in an effort to just make myself feel better every day, uh, I, I was getting out of bed a little bit earlier than my husband was, and I was um, just sitting on the couch. So I, this was like, right when I, I guess I started to hear about meditation, right? And I thought, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to try this thing called meditation. I'm going to just, you know, close my eyes and sit on the couch for five minutes. And they say to start with a few minutes and, and make your way up from there. So I would do this. Like every morning I would just grab my coffee and I would sit on the couch and I would meditate for a few minutes. Um, and then slowly but surely, I started to meditate for longer and longer each time. And then, you know, and I would just open my eyes when I felt ready to do so. Um, at one point, I it was probably a few weeks into my meditation that I was doing every day. I had this vision of me just standing on my own and all of a sudden floating up to the sky. And then I had this vision of and and up at this point I had started Happy Healthy Women just as a group, as a social group mm -hmm. with like and we started with five women over coffee. <laughs> but I had this vision and I I started floating up to the sky in this vision and. Um, all of a sudden, golden streams started coming out of each one of my fingertips, golden liquid streams. And I was doing this, like, if you, so you can't see me if you're listening <laughs> to the podcast, but basically I had my hands out and, and these streams were reaching all this, like, so I had a crowd of women below me, like not below me, but like on the ground and I had yeah. floated up and, and this, this golden stream was just like reaching these women and they were being filled with like joy and love. And it was like, it was just the most incredible vision I had ever had. And I came out of that thinking, what, a, what the heck was that? But B, <laughs> um, I think I'm on to something, like, I think I'm doing the right thing by this, th that just felt so good. So I continued on with that. And I just started seeing signs everywhere. Like synergies kept happening when I started bringing these women together. Um, so I started bringing women together, you know, just over coffee, have a conversation. And then it led, you know, you went to one with Tracy. So that's exactly yes. what we were when we first started. Um, and then it led to me doing some workshops and I thought, okay, I'm going to step into my confidence and, you know, share some knowledge that I have now about health and wellness or personal growth. Um, and then, you know, that led to me then saying, okay, this is something that other women need to do too. Like I'm really gaining a lot from this. I'm growing a lot from this. I feel happier because of this. I need to help other women step into this role too. So that's how the ball started rolling with, you know, our different uh, memberships and the way that we do things in happy, healthy women. Uh, but it all, I think it all started with that vision for sure. 
That's awesome. And do you mind me asking, like when you had the store back in Toronto, what was the store about? So the store was a, a women's uh, accessories and like jewelry store. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So not in the wellness space in any sense. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. That is really cool though to see that something had to get to completion, right? For this other. And I always love to look back at those like big shifts that happen in women's lives to see, yeah, this course correction was necessary. So you came into this with a business, you know, probably like some level of burnout. So you understand the relevancy of it. But now the wellness piece coming in and then you're bridging the two together in this beautiful community that I think is really special and unusual because a lot of times it's either wellness groups or business groups. And I know you know this, right? Yeah. But to see one that kind of marries the two, I think it's quite unique. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, you know, I guess that comes from, yeah, my own experience and my own burnout and saying like, we, we, it's like, we need to combine these in our lives. We need to make this one yeah. full circle. It's not enough to just focus on money and business. And it's not enough to just focus on health and wellness. We need to be fulfilled in more ways than one. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, that, that's how this all came together for sure. Yeah. Now one question I have for you, that's something that I'm always like curious to ask. So when you were in that stage of asking yourself the questions, what makes you happy? What fulfills you? What is next? Right. Especially as you're making that big transition, how would you say like with your perspective of today, which I know, of course, uh, you know, it's a little different than back yeah. in the day for somebody else in that situation that they're unfulfilled that they know it's either jumping out of corporate or even shifting business directions. How would somebody contemplate what fulfills them and makes them happy? Because some people think, I don't know what makes me happy. So how would you go about that? Yeah. So I, I, I think that we all have an inner knowing that is screaming at us <laughs> and telling us what makes us happy. You know, yeah. um, I think quite often we listen to the outside world when we are making decisions to do yeah. the things that make us happy or not. Um, I grew up in a very, you know, traditional home where, uh, like work was the number one and, you know, and of course, like my parents were coming from a place of, we need to keep a roof over our head and, and support our family. And, you know, they did very well, but it, like it was, it was about making the right decisions for, uh, for the things that we need to have in our lives. Right. And I totally yeah. get it. And I commend them for that. But I think, you know, now I think uh, like, especially with, um, women that are like, you know, I think millennials have it differently. I think they're really stepping into making their own decisions and, you know, really living their life based on what they truly love. Uh, I, I see that trend happening, which I'm so happy for. Mm -hmm. But I, I think like it, women in their, like maybe their 30s and, and you know, early 40s, um, I think they're in this place of, well, I've set up my whole life like this. Like I've set up my life. I don't want to disappoint people. You know, I don't want to. And, and like, I, I only mentioned the family thing because at the time, my parents were not happy with anything that I was doing. Like, you know, I, I was, I was, I was, yeah, all, all like my living arrangements, my, you know, the, the business that I was doing, like they were just, they wanted a different life for me. Right. But I just kept following my heart and intuition and doing what made me happy, even though sometimes it resulted in being not happy. I took everything yeah. I learned from that and then moved it into, okay, well, what let's realign what does make me happy. So Mm -hmm. So, you know, long story short, I think we all have to really just tune into that and say, 
okay, what do I want? If I cancel everyone's opinion and voice and do not care for their approval, what is it that I actually want? And Mm -hmm. I think the voice will come through and you might be a really afraid to hear that voice, (laughs) but you, but you, but you're also getting the answer. So then it's up to you. Are you going to act on that or not? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is exactly it because we sometimes don't even let the the voice kind of be hard because we put all these conditions that, well, if this doesn't pay the bills, if this is hard or this is this or that. So we just almost like block that intuition that I think we all have access to if we really actually learn to listen to it. So I think that's mm-hmm. a great answer. And when you're talking about like the rock bottom time, what do you wish if you had this magical power that you knew then that you know now, right at the core of the messiest part of it. Oh, what do I wish that I knew then that I know now? Um, yeah, honestly, I wish I had a crystal ball to show me, <laughs> to show me, you know, what, what really tuning in and listening and just following your heart's desire would bring, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that being said too, I think I, I do wish that I knew more about like, and we could talk about, you know, the, the, the spiritual realm and all of that so much, but I think I also wish I knew more about the way that money worked and, uh, just the right things to do with it. Like even mm-hmm. before the rock bottom, you know, but yeah. in the rock bottom, I just found my plate myself at this place of survival. And, um, uh, that was, I think the scariest part of it all. Right. Because yeah. it was like, oh my gosh, like literally, like I, I, I remember bringing the, um, the financial advisor at the bank, I just walked in and I I brought him a box of muffins and I was like, please help me. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to crash and burn in this way too. Please help me. And, and he did. And, I, but so I asked for help, you know, and I, anything that yeah. I didn't know, I got it. And so, uh, I think it's really important to, to, yeah, understand that piece too, right. When you're about yeah. to embark on this journey, empower yourself with the money piece um, and also have full faith that this can be something so beautiful and gorgeous if you follow your truth in your heart and you have the practical wisdom to back you up. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said about like the actually kind of like doing very much relates to the very first thing you said today in terms of confidence of taking some sort of action, right? Even if it's not super clear. Yeah, because I'm assuming you didn't have the full vision of what you have built today back then when you started with the five women, right? So just like really taking those steps and testing the waters. And I think a lot of times by doing, that's when we get more discernment and clarity of what is, what isn't and the pieces. And it's almost like we have to start building the puzzle before we can get a good feel. Oh, this is the picture. (laughs) That's how we come together, right? For sure. For sure. I remember like, and just, I was, I was thinking about this membership. I was thinking about the trailblazer membership that exists in, in, and I remember designing it and thinking, okay, this is going to be good. Um, I'm going to charge $150 for the year for this. Right. (laughs) And so I remember getting on a call with with someone and I was like, I'm going to charge. So it's $150 a year. And they were like, for the year. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) okay. Uh, are you sure? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and and I was so happy, Juliana, that they said yes. I remember I hung up the phone. I called my mom. I was like, mom, someone said yes to it, you know? And, and I just like, I, cause to me it meant, okay, if one person wants it, lots of people want it. And of course that's a ridiculously low rate. Um, you know, but I, <laughs> but that's what I had to do at the time to sort of test the waters, gain my confidence, gain my, grow yeah. my courage, 
And now it's, you know, it's, it's so different. Um, but, but I have the confidence and courage in, in what I offer, uh, to -hmm. know, right. To, to, to be where I am today. So it starts with messy action that sometimes it's so silly. You look back and you're like, oh my God, like Mm -hmm. I sold myself for nothing, but Mm -hmm. it's okay. It's okay. Yes. And I think there's no way to really shortcut it. I think like the journey, even if like we kind of jump a few steps ahead to experts and courses and things, but I think the like for me personally, like I'm very much uh, learned to trial and error as much as I resist that. That is a real fact about my personality. So I learn, I have to prove it to myself. Then I go back like, oh yeah, that was true. Oh, that was correct. And it is interesting that I probably make the journey a lot more convoluted, but I feel like getting so much experience in the trying and, you know, things don't fit quite right. That when I go back and put it back into the world, then it comes with so much you know, depth, right? Because I actually kind of did the thing before I felt I was ready for it. So I think it is such a, I've tried, you know, throwing money at the problem before. And I don't think you can actually shortcut it. And I think what he said is so important that do it, do it messy, get started anyways. And then things, the path kind of like opens itself up, especially if you're coming from that place of integrity and, you know, just like genuinely wanting to help and serve. I think that it's almost like you start to see shiny lights and then you know, okay, this is the next step. And you also said something not only before that I wanted just to bring back briefly about taking just the next step. So when you talked about what makes me happy today, go get a latte, as opposed to what is my 10 year life plan, right? Because sometimes we're not able to really see that far ahead. So my final question before we uh, talk more about what to do, what is your take on the big vision versus just kind of living more moment to moment? Like, do you have a preference? Do you do both? Like, how do you approach this? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, You know, I, I really think that big vision is great um, for for a moment, you know, and I, I think we need to have it there for sure. Um, and keep it, keep it there front and center, but also be present, be in the now know that that's there, but have just have the ability to, yes, yeah, step, take one step in front of the other right here and right now. So, cause I think some, sometimes we get so caught up with what that big vision is, you know, and I, I hear, or I see a lot of things like on social media, like, you know, make a hundred K in your business right now. And you know, all these things that I'm just like, but what about the person that just really wants to like make 5k in their business this month? And like, you know, like just, just be here and be now and build what they're like, they're, they're thinking they can do, you know, and just start from their idea. So, so I think there's really something to be said about living in the moment. Yes. Have the vision, let it be there. I have a vision board upstairs that I love. Um, and it, and it is there to guide you but it's, it's not leaving. Like it's not going anywhere. Um, I think fixating more on what can I do today? That's going to make me happy. What can I do today? Like that's going to support my mission. Um, Mm -hmm. in happy, healthy women, I have a mission and that is to see women be happier, healthier, and more successful every day, everywhere. Right. Like Mm -hmm. that's not the norm for, for the world. And that's (laughs) what I want the norm to be. So, so that's my mission. And, and so what can I do today to do that? Today, this looks like having a, a conversation with you. Today, this also looks like, you know, being on a call just before this one. So so I think it's just about being in the here and now. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably one of the 
biggest secrets that a lot of the spiritual gurus even kind of keep talking about because people hear, but they don't actually hear. <laughs> so I'm glad you all brought it up, but it's very true. And uh, something that you were talking about, the 100K that comes to mind um, a few years back, I think just before COVID, I was in a business group. It was like more like a local thing. And one of the participants, uh, he asked that uh, he was kind of building this beautiful like food, local food business. And he asked like, if I don't want to keep growing month after month, if I'm comfortable making my 10K months and I'm happy, can I stay there? Like he almost was asking for permission, right? And I thought, this is so interesting because he's the CEO of his business. So that should be enough of, a, if that's what he wants, that's what he wants. But I think we're so conditioned to always keep, you know, growing beyond whatever that I think some people do it because they think they have to and then they lose all the joy and the passion for it. So I think it's just so interesting, you know, all this preconditioned messages that we have. And it's true, like just for today, just in the moment, you know, that is all we have. And that's so fantastic if we actually pay attention to it, right? So I think that is something that I've been very intentional about practicing about myself as well, because I'm more the visionary type of personality and very much struggle with the present moment because I've always had this big, big <laughs> next thing. And so that has been yeah. a very interesting shift in how I see the frame that I use to see the world from what I do now. So I love that you brought that up as well. Yeah. So we've been kind of hinting at it. So tell us a little bit more uh, details about the community that you built. I know it's a beautiful international community as well as if somebody's interested to learn more or get in touch with you, how they can find you. For sure. Um, thank you for asking. So Happy Healthy Women is a global community of women. Uh, and, and I always like to call us wellness-minded women in business because <laughs> it really is, you know, full of women who are forward thinking, who are, you know, they're, they're, they're focused on, you know, building positive mindsets. Um, you know, they're focused on, on tuning into their intuitions, into their hearts. Uh, and, and all of them are, are also focused on paying forward, um, you know, the vision and the mission that they have and, and impacting the world in some way. So it's a gorgeous group of uh, women in business, women entrepreneurs, and um, we are both online and in person. We have mm -hmm. branches that are growing um, in different areas, different parts of the world where women can come together in person, but then they can also join the big global community online. Mm -hmm. um, so it gives women a really great place to both build local connection, which I think we really all need, um, and then also come and, you know, build your business big and global. Um, and so we offer different memberships, different ways for women to get involved, you know, everything from just being a fly on the wall to, mm -hmm. um, you know, leading your own branch and grow it, you know, sh sharing your knowledge, sharing your expertise and um, building your own community. There's so many ways. Uh, and then we also have like retreats and uh, a business coaching program that I created during the pandemic. Uh, that was my, that was the baby that I birthed during those uh, two years. So yeah, so we, we uh, are a full, full service uh, company for women. That's wonderful. And how can we find you online? So you can go to hhwglobal.com uh, mm -hmm. to find our website. And you can also find us on Instagram. Uh, and then we also have a Facebook group. So if you look okay. up Happy Healthy Women in Business, you'll find us uh, and join us there. We have conversation going all the time. It's amazing. That's wonderful. Now make sure to put all the links in the show notes as well. So it's easy. If somebody wants just to click, uh, they can do that as well. Thanks. Any final thoughts? Not only before we close, I always like to, you know, give our guests a chance. Anything else? Uh, any final words? Um, you know, I think I think the biggest thing is 
really, you know, as we were talking about Juliana, like tune in to what sets your soul on fire. I know that it sounds so cliche and so cheesy, but that is the whole essence of this life, right? Like we yeah. are only here once we are mm -hmm. only, we're only on this planet for the time that we are. And I, I even have to remind myself sometimes, you know, I get so bogged down and I get so focused on the work and the do, 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 but you know, the reminder to just be and follow the truth and follow the happiness and yeah, do that because that, that is what expands our life. That is what, you know, helps us grow as people. That is where our genius zone lies. So, um, yeah. So, so just in, in following that true bliss and answering to that, to that inner voice. I love it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much again for your time and sharing your story and also the community you're building that of course is making a huge impact, but hopefully that continues to grow and bring more women, women in business, the focus on the wellness that we all need and deserve. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.